Live, guys. Another episode of the Hot Lap Podcast. Here I'm your host, J.R. Bolden. Alongside of me, as usual, Brandon Key. And uh, we got a we got a pretty exciting episode for you today. Joining us today is going to be a crew member of the number 21 Wood Brothers machine, piloted by Matt DiBenedetto. Um, it's going to be Brent Wentz. And we're also going to give you our, our top 16 chase drivers. We're going to go all the way to the final four. And, and I'm pretty excited about it, aren't you, Brandon? Oh yeah, man! I've been waiting for uh, for this for a couple of weeks now. I know we've we've chit chatted about it a few times over the phone, but ready to get these things down on paper and locked in. So I won't hear you making excuses midway through the season, and you didn't pick that driver. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, these predictions are definitely early, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we get any of them right. I know about twelve of them are probably locks, so people are probably going to say duh about them, but. I think we're going to have some arguments over our last four picks here. And um, I've kind of got some insight of what you think over the last couple of days. And you know what I think. So uh, I guess. Yeah, I'm very interested to see who the hell you have for your last four. (laughs) I know I'm I'm, going to get 16 right. 16 right. We'll see. We'll see. Because I've I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I ain't never gotten 16 right. Oh, yeah. Well, I am. Just so you know. All right. Well, before we bring Brent on, we're going to go ahead and give y'all our our top 16 drivers, like I said, we're going to go all the way down to the championship four. So I guess starting out is our uh, top 16. I guess I'll go first. I think this is a uh, an obvious pick, but uh, I'm going Kyle Busch to make the chase again. He's been – he has made it to the final four, I think, the last four years in a row. Two championships. Um, I think he's a lock. What do you think? Uh, he's a, he's definitely a lock, bar an injury or some crazy circumstance. There's no way he doesn't make it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree. All right, man, who do you have? I'm going to say Kevin Harvick. Uh, I think he wins three or four races, easily locks himself into the playoffs and, and does some damage when he gets in there as well. Yeah, I agree. I got uh, I got Kevin Harvick as a, a lock of the top 16 too. Um, I'm going to point this out. I do think that, Stuart Haas as a whole may struggle a little bit this year. But um, one consistent I think we have seen is even when the team struggles, Kevin Harvick's that one outlier, uh, the real consistent driver we can count on. So I got uh, I got Kevin Harvick as well. Um, I think my next lock, and I'm going to go ahead and say this because you're going to be mad that you're not you're not the one saying his name. But Don't I'm you do it. Don't I'm, you. You better say somebody else. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm saying Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's a lock for the <laughs> for the top 16 this year. Um, I'm pretty high on Chase this year, man. I, I, dude, he showed so much last year. I mean, um, especially the you know the wheel there at the Roval. Um, huge mistake on his part, and come back to win the race in a playoff scenario. But he's got to eliminate the round that he had where he got eliminated, he finished outside the top 30 in all three races. So well, let's, let's just, let's get that straight right now. A lot of that wasn't his fault. No, had, I know he had the best score at Martinsville and drove the wheels off of it to get to the top five and the axle broke. But I think you, you're talking about the Roval. I think that's going to be one of the instant classics of NASCAR. That is one of the best driving performances. Oh, I think, you know, Absolutely. every, every driver's got that race that, that you know, when you think of that driver, you think of that race, and I feel like for Chase Elliott, that that was his like his came last year at the Roval, so definitely. Uh, but I stole your pick. Uh, there's Chase Elliott, top sixteen. Okay, this is uh, I think this is going to be kind of obvious too, but I do think Denny Hamlin is going to be in there for sure. He had probably the best finish out of the 
out of anybody in NASCAR the last five races last year, he had to win to get in the championship four. He did that. And I don't think if they would have put a, a 40 by 40 piece of tape on his grill, he would have won that race too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm Denny Hamlin's a lot for me too. I agree with you on a lot of things. I thought that nearing the end of Homestead, he had a, you know, a shot of winning the championship. I think that team's hungry, you know, crew chiefs returning second year. I mean, well, I think that if, if this is, if this is the start of a dynasty with the 11 team, then I mean, uh, the, the, the rest of the field's in troubles, but, but we'll see. But I think, uh, I think Denny Hamlin's a lock as well. Who do you uh, got next? I think my next lock is uh, Martin Trooks Jr. Even with the uh, absence of uh, Cole Pern, I think that team, um, it's Joe Gibbs, Race, Joe Gibbs Racing. I think they, they find a way to win. I think, I think, uh, all four of their drivers are going to they're they're decent year in year out. So, um, I'm yeah. taking Martin Trucks Jr. with my next my next pick. Uh, you you can't argue with that. It's, these these top you know eight to ten drivers in NASCAR pretty much are a shoe in every year. But I agree with you on Truex. But I'm going to go with uh, Joey Logano as my next lock for the playoffs. I think everybody would agree with that that watches the sport. Oh yeah, we got a few, uh, you know. And I, and I despise him, to be honest. <laughs> uh, champion a couple of years ago, I think Joe Logano's a lock. I mean, out of the crew chief shuffle, uh, shuffle over there at Penske, I think that, uh, you know, he did good. He got Paul Wolf. He's a uh, he's a championship crew chief. So, um, you know, he loses Todd Gordon. I know they had that, you know, they won championship together. They've had chemistry. Um, maybe like, uh, him and Paul get off to a slow start, but, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think that's a, that's a championship bound team for sure. Definitely. Um, I think my, uh, my next pick, and this is kind of an obvious pick as well. Um, but that's, uh, that's, uh, Ryan Blaney. Um, not only do I pick him to, um, to make the chase this year, I think that this is going to be a breakout year. I think that the, so big- when you say breakout, what are we talking I'm talking about multiple win season. I don't know how far the playoffs, the playoffs are the playoffs. The, the way that it's designed, you can have a bad round and get knocked out. So, and we've seen that with multiple drivers in multiple years. So, but I mean, no more Ryan Blaney that wins one race a season. And let's be honest, the last, his last two race wins, his 2019 race win was at Talladega and he barely won it. Barely beat Ryan Newman back to the line. The yeah, race before. No, you're fine. I'm just saying the race before that was the Roval and the two drivers leading the race wrecked in the last turn, in the last chicane coming to the start finish line. So I think that this is the year that that team has showed speed. He also gets Todd Gordon, a championship crew chief. He's probably going to bring some secrets over to that 12. I think that team really takes a step forward this year. But we can start considering him as uh, one of the championship contenders. I don't think he'll be a championship contender. I do think he's going to take a huge step forward this year. But like you said, a couple of his wins have just been from due to circumstance. You know, he hasn't had that race where he goes out there and he's the dominant car. And you're like, how do I get around Ryan Blaney? I do think he's going to have a good year. Uh, I do see him maybe winning two races, but I don't know if he's going to contend for a championship yeah i can see him getting to the yeah. round of eight possibly but i don't know if uh if that team is ready for a final four 
Well, I'm not saying that. I just think that they're definitely going to show more speed. I think that that is going to be a team. You know, you, we we haven't seen the race where he goes out and, and leads a laps, and we say that's the car they're going to have to beat. And we've seen it a little bit in 2018, um, but we, we lost it in 2019. Where, right. was, it, where was it at? So, um, And it was more towards the beginning of 2018. So I think they squandered some of those chances to win races. Um, and, and it wasn't all Ryan Blaney and it wasn't all the team. It was circumstance. And I feel like, I don't know, I just feel lucky with, yeah. with Ryan Blaney. I feel like, and they, they should feel lucky too. I mean, half a racing's luck, you know, so. Yeah, I agree with that. But I guess we're going to dive into the next one. And I'm sorry to do this to you since you took my driver, but <laughs> I'm going to say Kyle Larson. And I am very, very high on Kyle Larson. I know the Chili Bowl is more important to him than the Daytona 500. And everybody hates that. I have no problems with it at all, but I think he's going to have multiple win season. And I could definitely see him uh, in the championship four. Uh, you know, we'll see about the championship four. More than anything, I want to see that. But I also see him as a playoff lock. He is definitely a top 16 driver. And uh, I feel like as far as playoffs go, that team – took a huge step forward, and I hope that it continues on to this year. I hope that. And, and he's showcasing himself this year because, you know, where's he going after this? Uh, I mean, he's not under contract as of right. As recording this podcast, he does not have a contract for next year. But um, I told you what my scenario was for him last week. But I I think that uh, – well, I think – Chevrolet as a whole, this is, um, I know we're going, you know, I heard something that, you know, with the, with the bodies changing next year, the, all the teams hit reset on that, but, um, Chevrolet making the slight adjustment. I personally think it's going to help getting rid of that. I'll call, call it the widow's peak at the end of the, the, yep. <laughs> the Camaro front end, you know, kind of, kind of getting rid of that. So we'll see how the Chevy teams adapt. But I think teams like uh, Chip Ganassi Racing um, were hit hard by the uh, the body change uh, two years ago. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen this year. I, I think it just helps the aerodynamics of those race cars. So I don't think it is, but but I think that's uh, the, how far he makes it into the playoffs depends how the Chevrolet program in a whole does. That's to me, he's one of the most talented drivers in the series right now, and. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm rambling about Kyle Larson because he's really the guy I pull for every Sunday. I know, I know you could go on till midnight tonight about Kyle Larson, but we'll go on to our next one here. And um, I think uh, another lock force is uh, uh, Brad Keselowski. What do you think? Yep, I can't disagree with you, but I want to. But I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he got the worst deal out of the whole crew chief change. Um, I think that he's Brad Keselowski, though, and he's going to make the top 16 and probably make it several rounds into it. He'll probably prove me and you both wrong and uh, probably make it to the Final Four because it's just how – when we predict something, that's just how it is. But any uh, any Penske team member can make it to the Final Four. They just have every, they have the drivers, they have the equipment. I wouldn't be shocked if any of the three made it. Right. Ryan Blaney, a little shocker to me, yes, but Keselowski and Logano, they they – they are having a disappointing year if they don't make it to championship. Right. No, yeah, I agree. And I, I think that Keselowski is um I, I think they're that team's gonna, you know, 
I'm not going to say pick up where they left off because they didn't they didn't make it into the final four, but but they're going to have another decent season. They're going to make the playoffs. Yep, they sure are. I think this is where things are going to get dicey after this. One. Yeah, I agree. I think we've got nine off the board now. What's your uh, what's your tenth driver making it? <laughs> okay, he might. It's not a lot, but go ahead and shock me. William Byron is close to a lock here. You know what? I got him as one of my lock drivers. So yeah, he's just. <laughs> I think he is going to you know take a huge step forward this year, and he's definitely going to get that first win without question, in my opinion. Some people may disagree about yeah, that, yeah. but I think the speed's there. Everything's coming together on that team, and uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he got a couple wins here, to be honest, JR. Right. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me either. I think that uh, pairing him with Chad Knauss for him was, was great. Um, I mean, huge step forward last year. I mean, that team, that team, I think he had five poles. I don't have it in front of me, but five poles. He has a- got to figure out his restart. Figure out Reese. There's little things, and that's going to come with experience. He's, I think, 21 or 22 years old. He's, he's, he's a he's a young Cup Series driver, and he's going to figure that stuff out. It's coming. It took Joey Logano a couple of years to to figure things out in the Cup Series, and it happened. And I think that he's kind of in that 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 same boat. He's got he's got to figure things out for himself. Chad Knauss definitely helps. He's a uh, seven time championship crew chief, and um, I. I see that team. He's a lock for the playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think he gets his first win this year. Uh, I think that that team does nothing but grow. So, well, this um, is an iris now, William. So you're gonna have to figure out these restarts. The big boy <laughs> league. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get William Byron mad at you, I'm gonna go and pick, and I'm uh, I'm putting uh, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch is in the uh, top 16 as well. I and, have him on my list. I don't consider him a lock, but I do have him in. Yeah, he's on my list too. Um, that team, I, I mean, considering where the one team was in uh, 2018, that overperformed in 2019. Uh, Definitely. I mean, Kurt Busch is just one of those model drivers that goes to these teams and elevates everything around him. Would you and, consider him probably the most underrated driver in NASCAR? He is. Uh, he's up there for me. Um, at times, just watching him. I mean, he is he is a driver that throughout his career could possibly have multiple championships, but he's kind of uh, put himself in bad situations. I mean, he's he's gotten let go from two high profile teams and uh, finds himself at Chip Ganassi, which I would consider a very good ride. But um, he was at uh, you know after he won his championship in '04, only stayed with Roush for one more season and didn't even finish the 2005 season. Then he went to Penske, got let go from Penske because of some circumstances. And um, but he is definitely a great driver. He is one of the best in this this series, and everywhere he goes, he elevates that team. And that's I really mean that he he does. He's a he's a great driver, and I think that um, he's going to make the playoffs again in that one car. I can't disagree with you, man. But uh, all right, well. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. I'm going to yeah. say Eric Jones is in my playoff 16. Uh, I think he he I think last year was a lot for him. He he had a lot of uh, unfortunate circumstances, and he learned a lot. He's going to grow this year from those mistakes he made last year. 
Uh, I think he could make the round of 12 for me. We'll have to wait and find out, but um, I think he takes a step forward as well this year and 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 can win a, ra- a race possibly. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm with you on Eric Jones. Uh, as a driver, I'm really high on Eric Jones. Um, mm-hmm. This year is definitely a let's prove it year. He's you know they keep signing him to these one year deals. I mean, he I think that he's kind of on the hot seat with uh, with Christopher Bell coming up and and driving that 95 this year. Um, and, but I mean, I think he's just going to continue to be just be a solid driver. I mean, I know the wins aren't there like his other teammates, but that 20 car ran up front a lot. Yeah, but when you're on the same team as Martin Truex, right? Kyle Busch, Danny Hamlin, you got to do better. Yeah, this. I mean, yeah, that that's they're just a they're a powerhouse team, and I think that the the twenty they're one of those teams I consider that they're teetering on the edge of of they're going to be great. They're a team that can they they can win a lot of races, and we'll see if they put it together this year. We'll see if luck's on their side because you hit it. You know, you hit it when you said that. I mean, the first round was awful. Yeah, it was god awful. Yeah, not not all of his own doing, but um, but he's he's a top sixteen driver for me, uh, with the potential to be an outside championship contender. I mean, that's just how I see him. I think I think he. I'm hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. Did you just say outside championship contender? Yeah, outside Stop looking it. in, like, possibility. Stop it. He's man. He's a he's a good driver. He's he's on the hot seat this year. He's we'll a see. good driver. He's not a great driver, but we'll see. I mean, with this championship format, do you have to be a great driver to win a championship all the way through? You got to be. You have to have a great last. You have to make it to the playoffs and then and then have an unbelievable last ten races. So, I mean that that's that's not easy to do to have ten good races in a row. Well, I'll take you back to this two thousand and. Uh, Oh, and I'm about to get hit with the history lesson now, ain't I? 2011, Tony Stewart's team limped into the playoffs. Back then, it wasn't the playoffs. He then rattled off five of the next ten race wins and ended up winning the championship, winning at Homestead and beating uh, Carl Edwards, which which really, this I feel like this point format is modeled after what he did. Okay, well, we cannot compare Eric Jones. Not yet. You don't know, though. He's, he's young, too. He's only like 23, 23 or 24. Uh, I'm not going that. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> Let's see. I'm guys. I'm really optimistic. If you haven't, very, very. Okay, so, but I like Eric Jones. He's 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 one of my top sixteen. Who do you got next, Taylor? All right. I think that this is where the uh, the disagreements really start. And I just what is this? This is this thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen coming up. Yes. Okay. This is where the disparity might really start. And uh, I've already heard you mention that you weren't high on this guy this year, but I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting Alex Bowman in my top sixteen again. Hear I don't have out. him. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. They win a race. He breaks free. He knows. He figured out how to win those races. He finished second. What three times in a row? Broke free and broke broke loose and got a win. And um. You know, that, that team kind of struggled at times at the end of the season. But, um, look, nothing's really changing for that 88 except for the, the logo on the side of the car. Okay. Well, and, when it, and when it comes to that, I don't think that that team's worried about it. But I'm I'm high on Eric, uh, Alex Bowman this year. I think that he's going to make the playoffs. I don't know how far he's going to make it into the playoffs, just being completely honest. But I will say this is going to be – this is probably going to be one of the – 
the most competitive top six teams that we've had since the playoffs started. The, and the, and the, and the there knockout. You, go. The you knockout. said it. You said nothing has changed on the 88 car. And, right. I and that is correct. But mm -hmm. the, the competition has gotten stiffer. And when you're yeah. flirting around the 13th through 16th spot, I mean, it don't take but two or three bad races to, to you know make the difference up between those those positions and i think the three rookies coming in are, are going to have say something to say about it uh and there's also a seven-time champion out there lingering lingering that's yeah. uh you know he's got, he's got a lot to, to prove this year yeah definitely. yeah I know, I know what you're saying um but still so you so you have alex bowman out he's out is that what i'm hearing he's out, out. i'm out okay i'm glad i brought him up <laughs> <laughs> all right who's your who's your next pick i'm gonna segue into one of the greatest ever the you know seven time champion that everybody's counting off because uh, for one bad year first time he's ever missed a chase and everybody you know thinks he can't drive anymore yes i think these you know the package and everything isn't his type of driving style but if anybody is more determined than ever to you know count off Last year, it's Jimmy Johnson, and he's not going out, uh, you know, not making the chase and running good. I just, you can't count out Kobe Bryant. You can't count out Michael Jordan. You can't count out these greats, and I think he's going to shock everybody this year and, and have a hell of a year. I have uh, I have Jimmy Johnson in my top 16, but let's let's just clarify. It, hadn't, it wasn't just a bad last year. It's been the a bad last two and a half years. Okay, you're right. Since his wreck at Pocono, that – he has not been competitive, but I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder this year. He's got something to prove, and I, um, I think my mind's telling me not to put this man in my top sixteen, but my heart's telling me to do it. So I got, I got a. Uh, that's one we're going to agree on. I got Jimmy Johnson in my top sixteen as well, and I, I can't go into any more depth than that because that's all I can say is my heart's telling me to do it. <laughs> oh man, who's your next one? We're getting down to the nitty gritty. All right. This is going to surprise you because just a few days ago I told you I hadn't, but uh, I guess I'm come over to the dark side. I got Christopher Bell. He's going to ah, you're a smart he's man. Gonna, he's going to be in our top sixteen this year. So, uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling. I, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel these spots somehow, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I I did say just a just a few weeks ago. I, I mean, well, really last week, last Friday, I said that I thought that Cole Custer was going to have the better season, but I persuade people, Jr. That's what I do. And he's Christopher Bell. You keep on. I'll, I'll put him back out of my top. <laughs> this is we haven't even started. We haven't even, even gotten to Daytona yet. So, but I mean, I I, I can't. I mean, how can I bet against him? He's Christopher Bell. Uh, he's been phenomenal in every everything all, all, all the top series so far. So, yeah, I got him in my playoffs. I guess. I don't want to. I want him to be different, but uh, he's uh, one of my top. Don't try to be different. Just, just, just you know, do the right thing, Jr. He's going to be the rookie of the year. He's going to make the playoffs. He's well, gonna, he guess, might win a race. We'll see. I guess I just backtrack on my logic there because if I got him making the playoffs and Cole Custer out, which I spoiler alert, I got him out of my playoffs now. I guess he can't win rookie of the year. Can you win rookie of the year and not? Well. Make We'll have to look into that, and maybe one of our viewers can can educate us on that. It used to be um, a certain amount of races. They took away like the the your bottom five races or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I'm not sure how they do it now with the 
with the playoffs and the, the knockout, you know, playoff format. We'll have to look into that and see, but you might be able to. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, I'm sure interested to see you that. used to, you used to, could be able, you used to be able to. So, um, maybe. Well, if that's the case, I might still be uh, good to but, go. Okay, so what? Okay, let's. I'm off topic, but let's say, uh, you know, Chris Bell makes the playoffs, doesn't uh-huh. do good in the playoffs, and Custer picks up two wins during the playoff races, which I don't think is going to happen. Highly unlikely. But what if he does? Does that go into the end of the year, rookie of the year discussion? Uh, I believe so. If it's like the old uh, format, let's. You know what? I wonder if Brent knows. We'll ask him later. We'll ask him. Yeah, we'll ask him. So, uh, so yeah, I just kind of took your pick, Christopher Bell. Who you got? All right. I'm going to go. You know, I talked about underrated drivers earlier, and Uh, Eric Amarillo is – nobody talks about him. I don't know why. He runs good every every week, I feel like. And I don't see him missing the playoffs. Yeah, the the competition's gotten a little bit stiffer, but – He's just one of those consistent drivers, man, and I feel like it's right. always somewhere between seventh to twelfth every race. Right. I actually do not have him in my top sixteen this <laughs> what year. Do what they are. We had to have. I mean, we wouldn't have a show if we didn't disagree. Some we have okay. to. I guess. So I don't what? have him in, in my top sixteen. Uh, like I said, I just feel like as a whole, I feel like Stuart Haas racing is going to have a down year. I just, I mean, I don't really have the uh, facts to back it. I just kind of have a feeling <laughs> that they're going to have a down year. And uh, I think Kevin Harvick's going to be their leader as usual. And I think he's playoffs, but I don't see Eric Almarola. I don't, I don't see Cole Custard making the, uh, making the top 16 this year. All right. Well, I think this is coming to number 16 here, right? This is my 16th pick. You, we, I guess, I guess this is our final because we swapped. I said Alex Bowman and you said Eric Almirola. So I think this is number 16. And uh, I'm not saying this just because he's going to be on our show later, but I got Matt DiBenedetto <laughs> as my final and 16th driver. Hey, I got the same. Okay, same so selection. So we're agreeing. Um, now, I got, now we got to come up with the reasons why he's in our top 16. Um. I guess uh, a lot of it's because, you know, I like him. I wanted to see him do well. And uh, yeah, a lot of these picks, you know, when people make these picks, a lot of, I really like this guy. So I'm going to put him in my top. And I don't really have a right. damn reason for it. But like you said, I just like him. And I like the Wood Brothers. And and I don't even like Forge, JR, but something about the damn Wood Brothers and their history. And now that I've, yeah. you know, I've gotten to know Brent a little bit, it's just. Yeah. Uh, I cheer for Matt more. That's a team that you you can't you, it's hard against. And um, I feel like the pieces. I mean, I really do feel like the there to, to have a very successful year. Um, we'll talk to Brent a little later more about how he thinks their year is going to go. Of course, he's going to say they're going to win the championship. I'm he better. Get, yeah, I know. I'm going to get that out of him. But but I think that that's a that's a team that um, that's that's really close, man. You know, just a couple years ago, Ryan Blaney. Um, they made it into the round of uh, 12, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, Paul Menard uh, leaving, uh, Matt, Matt DiBenedetto's got a lot to prove. I think this is the the best team. I know we had a conversation about this earlier, but I think this is the best team he's driven for. I think Matt DiBenedetto is just as good of a driver as Ryan Blaney. Is he low-key the GOAT? No one knows it yet. Uh, what? 
Yeah, I threw you off there. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I think they're uh, you you um you know they're 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 the skill level. I think is pretty similar. Um, but as of right now, we don't know. Like I said, I mean, different situations. This could be Ryan, Ryan Blaney could win the championship. I don't see that. I don't see Matt DiBenedetto being as close as that team to win the championship. But they're they're an affiliate. They're not an in-house Penske uh, team. So, but um, yeah. So we're we just need to find out how close this alliance is with Penske, and we got just the man coming on to to give us some insight. Oh, I know, I know, we are. Uh, So, but yeah, so I guess we need to. um, This is where we're really going to start having some arguments. Well, we're we're going to get down to our top eight. So, uh, so I just went. I want you to go first. Who's your first driver making it into? Let me uh, flip this piece of paper real quick and give you. Are we are we doing top twelve, right? Final. Oh, that's right, top twelve. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll give, yeah, we'll, we'll give our top twelve. Who's your first driver into the top twelve? Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. I figured you were going to say that, and I just want to point out to everybody: listen, this is not our. This is not in order. This is just who we think is going to go into the next round to the top twelve. I don't think there's even room for discussion on why we this obvious reasons everybody that watches the sport knows Kyle should make it to the final right. 12 so oh, yeah, was, I think yeah, we can just keep it moving if you want to. yeah it was a cop out but yeah you're right <laughs> um I got uh I got uh Joey Logano um top 12 I think he's one of the best drivers in the cup series right now um like I said he's got Paul Wolf enough said he's going to the top 12 whatever Barring anything catastrophic, because any of these, the way the playoff system set up, well, it depends on playoff points too. But uh, well, the way he races everybody, I don't know if he'll make it just because people don't like his ass anymore. And hopefully, he gets Matt Kenseth again. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to keep it moving, and it's going to be Chase Elliott as a lock. The yeah. uh, round of twelve. Yeah, and I agree on that too. I feel like that team's. Uh, we kind of discussed it a few minutes ago. Right direction. He's going to the round of twelve. Um, I got a uh, Mark Trucks Jr. MTJ. Easy peasy. MTJ. Yeah, we're going through all the easy picks right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's uh, he's Mark Trucks Jr. He's a former champion. He's losing his crew chief, but I feel like, like I said, that's Joe Gibbs racing. They're still going to be a a good team. That's right. Uh, next one on the list, Denny Hamlin. He's a man on a mission. Uh. <laughs> I'd be shot if he don't if he don't win the uh, championship. Oh, really? Is that your uh, you already foreshadowing? Hey, hey, maybe we'll see. Foreshadowing. Okay. Stay so tuned. I got, I got Denny Hamlin uh, going in as well. Um, I'm gonna, uh, you know, just to go ahead and mix things up. I think I'm gonna pick someone that uh, that might not be a direct lock into the top twelve, but I got Eric Jones. I think he's gonna get. He's had two years in a row where he's had. A terrible round. Did you look at my paper? No. I think you, you looked at my notes because I got them in there. Well, remember, we were trying to hide our notes from each other until this podcast came out. <laughs> no, I think we're just thinking alike. I think that Eric Jones finally just breaks free. I mean, breaks free of the top 16 curse that he's got. So, where the round of 16 curse he's got, where two years in a row has just been a terrible round one. So, but, um, but yeah, I got Eric Jones. Next on my list, uh, I'm not going to say. Okay, I'm going to go Kyle Larson. I think he's almost a shoe in for the round of 12. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully further. Um, but yeah, I got them in my round. I think that whatever kind of opening round they're going to have, uh, that they're going to have the playoff points to overcome it along with the rest. Exactly. That's exactly. Well, the rest of the drivers we got, I think, are too. Um, you know, these teams – I'm sorry for interrupting. I was looking at some stats the other day. These teams do not take advantage of stage points, how crucial they really are. Right. I mean, it's also situational too. Um, yeah, but these mid-tier teams have got to start – have got to start, you know, taking chances. Right. I th- Honestly, if we're – I, th- I think Kyle Larson's team. I mean, they took some chances. To yeah, I don't. Get. I don't consider Larson right a mid team. You mean you? You mean Alex Bowman, Eric Almirola, the guys that we disagreed on? Guys, the like ones that. that are always behind in the round of eight, round of twelve, due to fucking playoff points because they didn't do enough in the regular season to get those stage points. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I agree with you. Um, but I also think that it's situational. I feel like if you're if you're up front and you go ahead and you try to get stage points, but if you know you don't have a good enough car to to maybe win the race, you kind of go off strategy. Try yeah. to, or not or to run up front, you go off strategy. Try to win the race, get your points that way. Because um, that's a playoff point. That's a playoff point, and you get you know the points you get for winning the race, right? So I think that's what what teams go. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know the exact mindset of a crew chief. I'm I'm not one, but um, that's kind of what I what I think uh, teams do. But no, I agree with you. I, th- I feel like playoff points are are they're important. Those are some important points. Very very important. And uh, taking chances, staying out, you know, late stage restarts and stuff like that. I mean, I think it's uh, something that. But teams see that that you know they're. But do they see that? Because I was looking at that. I was telling you. Right. Logano had three hundred and fifty something stage. You you have somebody like Matty D who had like less than twenty. Yeah, that, that yeah, but those teams are in different situations though. I mean, you got uh, Joey Logano's running in the top five almost every single week, and you got Matt De Benedetto who's running anywhere between tenth and twentieth in that ninety five last year. You sometimes uh, worse than that, and and not every race it was like that, but those guys are probably. Thinking, you know, we gotta, we gotta go ahead and, you know, late race caution comes out. Let's pit. Let's let's try to do something different. Yeah, they have got to switch. So there's got to be yeah. something. Yeah, I guess taking more chances. But another thing is, uh, if you stay out, is your car good enough to to stay in front of those guys on fresh tires too? Because um, I mean, if 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 you can't hold the lead, you you kill yourself staying out. You know, you 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 literally did all that for nothing, right? And, and then you pit during stage break and go to the back of the you know the back of the lead lap or wherever you you cycle out to. So I mean I, I get it I, I get it on both sides. I mean it's a it's a risk you take either way, right? So uh, what driver? What were we? Um, I think it's your turn. Uh, I got William Byron as my next one in the round of twelve. I do as well. So uh, so far we got. William Byron, Eric Jones, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Martin Trucks Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch in our round of twelve. And uh, William Byron, I think he, I think that team, like I said, huge step forward, and I think he makes it to the round of twelve. Um, this is where we're going to differ a little bit. I know you're not going to like this, but I got uh, I got Alex Bowman in my round of twelve. God, what in the world? 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just think that, um, I mean, they made it to round 12 last year. I feel like they're going to. Well, I I can almost, I can almost, I don't know. I'm torn over here, as you can hear in my voice. Yeah, I hear it. I'm hoping the other two that you have in your round of 12 is the two that I have. Because if you don't, then I have no idea what route you're taking. Oh, uh, it's easy. I'm just taking uh, Alex Bowman's going to the round of 12. Okay. Well, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you, and I got uh, Jimmy Johnson. Well, Really? Okay. This is, this is our first disagreement, and I think that he doesn't make it out of the round of 16. <sighs> oh, I, I I really, have you seen the first three races in the round of 16? Yes. What are they? No. To go ahead and remind us. I don't know. Let's look it up. I know the schedule's changed, so let's look it up. I think uh, I know Daytona in it ends the uh, regular season, but let's look it up. Let's let's pull these up, so we'll ha- we'll have the schedule in front of. Us. Yeah, because I want to see. Okay, round one. These are some good Jimmy Johnson tracks, Darling and that's what, that's what I was reading on Twitter, and this is why I went with this. Okay, they're Darlington, Richmond. In Bristol. Darling. So you think Alex Bowman can run better than Jimmy Johnson at those three tracks? That's what it's going to come down to. Um, Do I think that he's better at those tracks than Jimmy Johnson? No, but uh, it's a team effort. And I think that, you know, it depends on how he gets into the, uh, into the playoffs. Does he have one win and, you know, stroll into the – top 16 with five playoff points, then I don't know. Jimmy Johnson's got maybe a better chance than Alex Bowman, but um, does he – does Alex Bowman go out there and have kind of a breakout season? I'm not saying that he is. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it, it depends on how he gets into the playoffs. I think that – I think that that 88 team is going to be better than the 40 next year. I just do. I just I just feel like like they, they are, they're going to be better. I think that Jimmy Johnson, again, is going to be the – year that's just how i feel not knocking his driving talent because he's obviously probably one of the most talented drivers in nascar we have ever seen i'm just saying the team i mean i mean we haven't changed a lot i mean the change is the car the camera is a little different like i said i think it's going to help the camera i think that getting rid of that widow speak is helping the camera so i guess that pretty much sums up my answer there is i just think that the, the 88 is going to be just a little bit better this year all right, well, okay. Jimmy Johnson has three wins at Darling. Right. I'm looking up some stuff here just so we can. I'm just looking into this. I think Richmond is one of his, one of his best tracks, if I can remember correctly. See how many he's won at, uh, at Los, or I'm sorry, Bristol. Ain't that the cutoff race, I believe? Yeah, it is. I I know he's got to have several wins. Um, two wins at Rich. I think he's got two wins in Bristol too. I don't know. I just what I'm saying. 
We'll see what happens. I just, I just think he's gonna, he's gonna. No, no you're right, completely. But uh, we're also con- comparing apples to oranges here. We're comparing a career, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, a career that has spanned now going to be three in three different decades, and we're comparing a career that's, you know, spanned like four years. History repeats itself. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna win at Richmond. I got. You. Okay, we're marking it down. Richmond win. Brandon, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start a Brandon prediction tab on this podcast, and that uh, is a great idea. I like it. All right, our first. Uh, let me actually let me go ahead and just type this up. Prediction yep. one for episode two. Jimmy Johnson winner wins Richmond. fall fall Richmond race. Oh, that it's like it's already. All right. Let me go ahead and hear your next one, so because we got that down. No, we don't have to talk. All right, my next one is Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney, and I have him him as well. I think he's just he he ran so well at the end of last season, man. I think he is going to be on the the uphill swing when it comes to this upcoming season. Right. No, yeah, I do too. Uh, I mean, you know, how we've done talked about it. You know how I think I think it's multi win season for Ryan Blaney, and you know. Shoot, he could win. He could win and race in that next round. We'll see. Yep. All right, let's get back on topic. I'm sorry, I went off topic. No, you're okay. Um, let's see. So my next driver in the round of twelve, and I'm surprised ne- neither me or you uh, has said this driver. We just wanted some confrontation real quick, um, and I'm going with uh, Kevin Harvick. And uh, like I said, I think that they're going to have a little bit of a down year, but. I- Carry the the banner for um for uh, Stuart Haas racing. I mean, I just can't. It's hard for anybody to disagree with that pick, man. But uh, my next one and last, I guess this is the last one of round of twelve, right? Yep, I got eleven on my chart that I got right now. I'm gonna go Brad Keselowski. Oh, Brad! I got Brad as well, and that is. That's my last driver. Um, for, check your check your list because that's that that's my twelfth driver is Brad. Kowski. Um, and that's my twelfth as well. So I got uh, not moving on to the next round. I got uh, Kurt Busch and uh, Christopher Bell, Matt DiBenedetto, and Jimmy. Johnson. That's who you don't have moving on to the next round. Yeah, those are my four drivers out. I have. I guess it's Jones not moving mm-hmm. on. Right. Byron not moving on. Jimmy Johnson not moving on. I thought you just said you had Jimmy Johnson in over. Oh in. yeah, never mind. I'm 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 doing keep it moving. All right. <laughs> this is confusing. All right, guys. Uh so um I guess we'll do our um round of eight. Round of eight drivers now and um since since we're all copping out on our first pick, I'm going to go Kyle Busch is going to be in this round of eight. That's where we're disagreeing. Yo, you're saying he's not. <laughs> I'm just completely joking. Oh, my, my, <laughs> eyes, just got, my eyes just got gigantic. Oh, but no, it's, it's, I think he's a lock. Okay. My right, second well. lock is Chase Elliott. Okay, Chase Elliott. I'm actually agreeing with that too, so. Um. So Chase Elliott's in, 
Kyle Busch in. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, put uh, Martin Truex Jr. in as well. Agree. Okay. Number four on my list in the round of eight, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. I got Denny Hamlin in as well. So, <laughs> so far, four, uh, first four picks, they're the same. These next four going to get interesting. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and you know, not go ahead and uh, go on the same path of kind of obvious. Well, this is right, – Let's just actually the round of eight is there's nothing obvious to anything, but I think that I think Joey Logano makes it into the uh, the round of eight as well. He's on my list. All right, all right. I have Kevin Harvick as my next. Kevin Harvick. I also I went back and forth on this, but ultimately I put Kevin Harvick and he's going into the round. Man, you really do think he's going to have a bad year, don't you? I mean, it's just not him. I just think that whole team. I mean, they kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just got a feeling. I don't think he's gonna have a terrible year. I, it's not gonna be that bad. I think he'll win a few. I think he'll win multiple races. I think he's gonna be the only SHR driver to win. Okay. We're down to the last two. No, all right. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Uh, Kyle Larson. <laughs> he's on my list. All right, then. My, this is this is where great minds. Well, that's good because we've spent the last 15 minutes arguing over Jimmy Johnson and Alex Bowman. So. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson's going to be amazing. You'll see. Now, I hope, man, I hope now, so. I'll, I'll tell him at Daytona you don't think shit anymore. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, think, he, I think he's going to have a better season. I mean, okay. but uh, anyways. Uh, so Rounding we, out the top we, eight. We might disagree on this. Ryan Blaney. We didn't gr- disagree on that. Oh my God! We got the finals eight as the same, but I also think this is our final eight from last year too. Is it? Yeah. So basically, what we're saying is we don't think that any of it's going to change. History Uh, repeats itself, Dale. I just said that. It does. I think our final four is going to be a little different this year. Um, I'm in agreement with that. Okay. Uh, As we have through this whole entire podcast, I'm going to cop out with his first final four pick and say, uh, God. I love how he just jumps into the final four. You hear that, guys? Well, I mean, give him all the easy. Give me a stat that that shows me. Oh, you're saying that I cop out. I'm, oh, you're saying that I automatically get the final four pick. Yeah, we're alternating here, and it just happened to be my turn. <laughs> Who is it, Kyle Busch? Let me guess. Yes, yeah, Kyle Busch. He's in my final four. All right. You you in agreement with that, or you? Yeah, I'm in agreement. Okay. Number two on my list, the man from Dawsonville, Georgia. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. He drives a number nine, Hooters, Napa, Una, whatever it is. Unicare this year, I think it is. I don't know, but he's on my list too, so we can go Ooh, ahead. Look at this. All right, this is where it gets tricky. Um, I think it just got tricky. I mean, there's two. We only got two more drivers left, but – um. I think I'm going to say, uh, I think my uh, next pick's going to be uh, uh, Denny Hamlin. I have him on mine. What the hell is this, JR? Well, I think this last pick we might disagree with, but we'll see. You want to know who mine is? Yeah, it's your turn. Kyle Larson. 
I don't have them on mine. <laughs> what kind of fan are you? I know. I just don't. Uh, I believe in them this year. But we've seen when he's got good rounds, he's got a good round. He's, he's, he, when he has a good round of the playoffs, the round is really good. But when we see the rounds go bad, they are really bad. And uh, I don't know. I just don't see him in my final four. I don't uh, – maybe we should do midseason predictions and see where this goes. But as of uh, – what is it? February 5th at 6.11 p.m., uh, I don't see Kyle Larson making it into the, the final four at Homestead. Then who do you uh, have? I'd love to hear this. I have uh, – I'm going pretty pretty generic with this one. I got uh, got Joey Logano. Oh, my this is- podcast <laughs> i mean can you really uh... dude he was not that good at the end of last year like this is true but i think that the team only gets better i mean i'm going off of past history here i'm going off of that uh if you're going off past history it's got to be kevin harvick but no they're having they're having a down year this year i've already told you okay i don't want them to man i'm uh for most of his career, I was a Kevin Hart fan until they switched to Blue Ovals. But I mean, just think of the the ratings they will get with a Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Denny ha- or yeah, Denny Hamlin in mine, or Joey Logano in yours. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I think that Kyle Larson isn't going to make it, then and, and this is why. Look at the last three races before ISM. It's Kansas, Texas, Martinsville. That's three great tracks for Chase. Right. On the flip side of that, all right, Kyle Larson's been pretty good at mile-and-a-half tracks, two-mile tracks. Um, He does have a short track win at uh, Richmond a couple years ago. He has not been good at Martinsville. So you said that's the final three before the – before ISM. That is That's, the round that is the round of eight tracks. That is really gonna be hard to keep Truex out of the championship. Yeah, I know. I know. I just don't I, I just don't think that team's gonna be as good this year. I think they're still gonna be don't don't get me wrong, I still think they're gonna be a really good team. I've said it a couple times on the show, but he's a Joe Gibbs racing driver. They're gonna be good. Um I just don't think that they're gonna be a championship team this year. Um but I think I think that uh, these tracks really, really cater towards uh, someone like someone new getting in, like Chase Elliott. Um, I know Denny Hamlin was in last year, but uh, you know we've had Joey Logano and and Kyle Busch in the last couple of years. So, but yeah, I think that's going that's that's my top four though. Now this right. is this is where we're probably going to disagree a lot, a lot. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's the champion. You can't just, I mean, I, 90% of people are going to disagree on this. Yeah, I think this is really early to be picking a champion, but that's what we're going to do is we're going to make premature prediction here. You got Joey Logano. I already know it just by the tone in your voice. Let me hear who you got first. It is, ain't it? No, it's not Joey Logano. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not- I really wanted to pick that nine machine. I'll tell you what. But you're not doing it. Did not do it. I think he's going to – I think he might be a year away. Uh, I picked Denny Hamlin to get his first championship. And uh, 
I'm actually picking Denny Hamlin too. I didn't tell you earlier <laughs> for a reason. You haven't told me any of your picks. I can't believe we're agreeing like this. Yeah, but no, I'm, I mean, yes, yeah, I pick Denny Hamlin. I think that he is. Uh, I think it's time, man. I think that we showed he showed his maturity last year, and uh, it's long overdue, Jr. It's overdue. I think this is his. I mean, he he could realistically have two or three championships at this point in his career, but he doesn't have any. And I say know. five or six wins in the regular season too. I think he is just such a man on a mission this year after being so damn close again last yeah. year. He is so driven to get that first championship. Right. He doesn't want to be this generation's Mark Martin. <laughs> uh, that is that is a very good point. Yeah. But yeah, there goes our uh our playoff picks, our championship picks. Tell us if you agree with us. Um this will probably stir up a lot because I don't think some of these are kind of uh I, I you know what though, I think our top sixteen isn't that it's not that crazy. Crazy, no. But if not. you disagree, you know, give us a tweet. Tell us who you think your final six, you know, or and talk about it. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a discussion. But I still think uh, Alex Bowman's going to be in, in the top twelve or Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I, you want to make a side wager on this twenty dollars? We might have to. We'll come next next episode. We'll let y'all know what it is. But up next, we got uh we got Brent Wentz coming on. We're real excited about it, and uh and we hope y'all enjoy.
All right, guys, and we're back. Um, like I said, like I promised y'all, we have a very special guest with uh, this afternoon, uh, Brent Wentz. Um, he's a crew member with uh, the Wood Brothers number twenty-one, and I'll let I'll let him tell tell y'all what he does because Brandon Key can't tell me. He he keeps forgetting. Um, but uh, but Brent, how you doing this afternoon? Oh, good. Yeah, just uh, got done with work. Uh, we loaded up our Daytona five hundred cars and. They're headed to the beach, so uh, we're ready to kick off the season with our first uh, qualifying effort this weekend, and uh, we'll go from there for about uh, 11 months. Man, they left you behind to work on it? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, they let me work on it. Yeah, they uh, They trust me. I got a little bit of experience. So, <laughs> so you've yeah. been around for a while? <laughs> yeah, about 21 years, so I think uh, – Put in the hard that, labor to get where you are. Yeah, that, that qualifies, I think, for a little experience. I'd say so. But shit, man, I guess we're just going to shoot you a few questions, man, and uh, let listeners know a little bit about Brent Wentz and what you do for the, the Wood Brothers. And I know you got a, a business going on that's that's really booming on Twitter right now. I bought a few stuff from you, man. And I think JR's bought a – what'd you get, JR? J, uh, Dale Earnhardt shirt, I believe? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I dude, I love what you're doing. Uh, I actually like old school racing apparel and stuff too. So I, when, when I found out you did that, I was all over it. I, I think I bought something like five minutes after I found out you did it. Yeah. Um, we, uh, um, it's a fun thing to do. We, we got the days gone by vintage apparel deal and it's a, it's more of a hobby, something fun yeah. to do on the side, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you gotta have a, something that has a market. And I think, uh, vintage NASCAR, whether it's, the history, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a hat, it all has a, a story behind it. So people like to have that item, that special item that they can, they can talk about. And uh, it's cool to meet a lot of people through it. And, you know, like I said, it's just a side gig and it's, it's something fun to do. So how did, how did it kind of come about? I mean, it's kind of, it's cool. I mean, you're, you're, you're in the sport. So how did, how did someone in the sport get into to selling the vintage, vintage racing apparel? Well, uh, I've always collected uh, antiques growing up as a child. I used to go to auctions and stuff with my grandfather. And so I always collected automobilia, like porcelain signs and advertising and just random stuff like that, signs. But uh, one day Ryan Blaney uh, came to my house and uh, I had a random box of, you know, old shirts and hats, just nothing big, a 12 by 12 box. And uh, he just happened to walk by it and uh, asked me what it was. And we were in the middle of a move, building a house and a shop. And he uh, he wanted to know what I was doing with it. And I said, well, nothing, just just hanging on to it. Well, he asked me if I'd like to sell it. And I, everything's for sale, right? With the right price. <laughs> and we and, know, uh, <laughs> Ryan, but where's that stuff religious? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was my first... Uh, sale and it wasn't even i didn't even have any of this on my radar didn't have anything just a little box of stuff and uh it was a bunch of troyer troyer was a race car manufacturer in new york they did asphalt modifies dirt modifieds and uh he bought some of that stuff and yeah it just kind of you know struck me as something neat that he actually bought something old and i see it all the time i just don't purchase it so I started purchasing stuff and word gets around and, you know, that's about the story for all that. Now, now we got an overabundance of, of, uh, old stuff that, uh, I 
ship across the country. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, I was down there this weekend, man, and and just your your setup there is absolutely awesome. I know uh, you go to these races all the time, and you see all these race fans are walking around with their vintage stuff on. So if somebody's wanting to buy something from you, man, how how would they go about that? Do you have a website or what? Yeah, if you just go on uh, daysgoneby.net, um, that's the website. Uh, if you follow Twitter, it's just Brent underscore Wentz. Uh, I sell a lot of stuff on Twitter. Some of the stuff doesn't even make it to my website. So, you know, I, I post pictures and people direct message me and we'll just pay PayPal Venmo and ship that stuff right out within minutes. It's, it's yeah, pretty neat. That's definitely the easiest way to do it these days is social media, man. It'll grow a business in a minute. Yeah, it's uh it's surprising to me the 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 people that I've met, the people I've sent stuff to. Uh Kyle Long is a place for the Chicago Bears. Uh, I I sold him some hats. I sold him a Hut Strickland camel uh sign the other week that I found. So you get to meet uh, a lot of people in, in different aspects of sports and you know, just race fans, random race fans from out the, throughout the country and you know, you end up talking to them and they, they buy stuff and they, some people also have stuff in their closets that they, you know, they want to send you or sell you. So it's neat. It's a good market. Definitely, man. Definitely. But, uh, JR, I think we got a few questions, man, from, uh, our Twitter listeners. If, if you want to give them those questions and, uh, I think we've made a post yesterday and, and gave the opportunity to the, our Twitter followers to see if they had a few questions for them as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, uh, the first one that I wanted to ask you, and this is one that came up a bunch um, with you being involved in the sport so long. And I'm me and Brandon are both curious about this. What's your uh, what's your favorite memory of racing? It doesn't have to be, you know, in, in the cup series or in the top three levels. It can be anywhere, you know, any time during your career. But uh, what's your favorite memory so far? Yeah, I have a, a lot of racing memories. I mean, before I even started down here in North Carolina with NASCAR racing, you know, my favorite time was always racing with my, my family, my dad, my brother. We traveled up and down the East Coast and raced NASCAR Modifieds. And there's nothing better than going to watch your um, your dad race. You know, it's he's like your superhero. So you always, you know, I'd spend weekends just with my, with my family sitting in the grandstand because I wasn't old enough to uh, participate with working on the cars. <laughs> so I would just uh, sit in the grandstands by myself sometimes and, you know, so that's before the NASCAR thing started. So it's kind of something that's in my blood that I've always, you know, thought was awesome. Now, now I'm doing it for a living. So, you know, that that's even better. You're doing something you love and something that you always uh, dreamed about doing or, or just something you've always did. Yeah. But uh, um, like this kind of actually. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Oh, no. But the like the NASCAR memory, I'd say, you know, nothing is better than your first win, right? So my first win in the top level was with Hank Parker Jr. in 2001 in California. Uh, we won on gas mileage, but, you know, at that time, it's just it's just your first win. So yeah. I think your, your first of anything is always something you'll remember. Uh, we've won Daytona 500s. We, you know, won championships. But I think your first win is always something that you'll be able to tell your grandkids or, you know, people down the road. Yeah, well, me and JR, so, me, I remember me and Jay talking about it earlier today. Uh, were you a part of that Daytona 500 win? Were you on the Wood Brothers when that happened with Trevor Bain? Uh, no, I uh, 2009, I was with Matt Kenseth uh, at Roush. 
I worked there for uh, seven years on the 17 with Matt. Uh, so we won it in 2009 and then again in uh, 2012. So uh, 2009 was a rain delayed race. We led one lap. That's it. Wow. Um, wow. It rained and it just kept on raining. So uh, we won that 2009 and then 2012 was the, uh, it was a late, late race because Juan Montoya hit the uh, jet dryer. Yep. And it uh it, bur- it burned the track to smithereens, and we ev- we bondoed the racetrack and all this other stuff, and it we ended up winning that race. So uh, yeah, we won two of them. Um, that's, that's pretty special, you know. That's the mecca of NASCAR racing, and you you've got to do it twice. So um, it's always great going to Daytona and and ring hunting is what I call it. But uh, you know, it's all about luck really you got to have a fast car but you also have to have a lot of luck so i agree with that for sure I, I, go ahead jr i know you talked about want answers about that picture he posted and i think he just did that for you yeah you just yeah you just told me man i, I was i was asking brandon all kinds of stuff i was like i was excited to hear about that man that's awesome um yeah that is i know that's special because that's like you said that's the that's the pinnacle of stock car racing um but i thought it was pretty cool you said that uh, that ga- gas mileage Hank Parker Jr. win. Uh, I was seven years old, and that was one of the first Bush Series races I remember watching as a kid. And I think that's yeah. awesome that you were a part of it. Yeah, we. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday because we. I mean, in all reality, we sucked that race. We were bad. <laughs> we, you know, like you're just kind of standing back by the fence, and I just remember knowing that, like, oh man, this is this is terrible. We're we're lapped <laughs> down. We're you know, just running like crap. And, um, yeah, we, we stayed out there and, and, you know, I remember the crew chief, Billy Nazowitz, who was also Richie Evans's crew chief back in the day in the modifieds, he was our crew chief and he kept telling Hank to just treat that throttle. Like there's an, a raw egg under it, you know, just, just ease on that throttle. And yeah, we made it to the end. It was, you know, and go from pissed off to, happy within a hundred laps is, is, is to something. champagne on everybody. Yeah. 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 It's a, you know, it was pretty neat. You know, that's the highs and lows of racing. You just never know what the day is going to bring. You could have a, a bad first half of a race and, you know, things sometimes turn around. All right. Well, speaking of drivers, I mean, y'all, y'all have a new driver this year at the 21. Are y'all, y'all excited to, for the season with Matt, Matty D? Yeah, um, it's, you know, we're just getting started, but it's always nice to have a, a fresh face. I think he's a hungry yeah. driver. Um, you know, you could see that last year, you know, a couple of races, he, he ran really, really well. Road courses and short tracks, especially um, Bristol, like everybody knows, he, you know, he put his heart and soul into that race. and That was heartbreaking, know. absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you as you as a competitor, you don't kind of – root for the other teams right uh-huh. but but in a sense when a team like that a driver like that you, you want to see them succeed right so you know when you look back at the race you, you were kind of rooting for that underdog you know to win that race that you know take down the 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 big teams in that environment would have been pretty neat but uh you know we're we're excited to have them um We'll we'll get with it this coming weekend with qualifying and stuff. Uh, we're not in the clash, 
but uh you know in two weeks we'll we'll see what we got we got uh four different tracks in the first couple weeks of racing and you know we'll have a good baseline on on how the season's going to go i think by those you know at the end of that little west coast swing yeah i I agree with you i think Matt is just such a determined driver after it. I think what that Bristol week, he was told a week before that he wasn't going to be returning to the 95. And I think he's one of those drivers that's just like, I'm going to go out there and show them and, you know, be one of those type of drivers. Just like, I told you so. He's, I think he's going to have a hell of a year for you guys. And he, you know, like you said, determined, uh, you know, like the 95 car had Joe Gibbs racing support. Um, the shop wasn't, you know, located at Joe Gibbs racing. We have a little bit of a different alliance with what we have going on. So he knows the product that we're getting, uh, he's getting, and, uh, you know, we should, we should be competitive right out the box. Um, you know, you got to find the niche of between crew chief, car, car chief mechanics and all that and get a, get a good system going. And, uh, hopefully we do that pretty quick. Well, no pressure, but me and Brandon both picked y'all to be in the top 16 and make the playoffs this year. So, <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, I think that's a – I mean, you got to set your goals and you yeah. got to set them reasonable. And I think we'd be disappointed if we didn't make the playoffs, just like right. you would have so if, if Paul Menard was driving. You know, it, you're, you kind of get disappointed that you don't you don't make that top 16 but right. we don't we don't go in it we don't go into the racing season any different than we did with Paul. So right. we're 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 just going in. We're going to do our jobs and do them right and do them to our best abilities and and hopefully we mesh together and and we can pick up a win or you know just run competitive this season. Yeah, yeah I, well, I know. I, I I mean, I'm definitely excited to see what he does in the 21 car and. I think I would be highly disappointed. You've made me just, you know, our relationship that we've had for the last few months. I've become a fan of the Wood Brothers, and I'd be, I'd be disappointed not to see you guys in the playoffs. And I can't stand the Blue Oval. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Brent. I'm actually not a Blue Oval fan either. But I'm I'm cool for you guys. I swear I do. All right. Well, (laughs) that's the end of this conversation, and I'll talk to you guys. All right, man. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, I, I mean, you know. We really want to get the Wood Brothers. Now, the Wood Brothers have been racing. This is their 70th year in racing, right? That's pretty incredible, right? They're the New York Yankees of NASCAR. Um, That's awesome. They have 99 wins. Ryan Blaney's win at Pocono a few years ago was their 99th win. So we're kind of chasing that 100th win, and how special would that be to to get it for them? Hell, we'll get it at Daytona 500. That's that's probably the best place to get it. But uh, look, Brent, if that happens, I'm gonna be in victory lane with you guys. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Yeah, come I'll on see down. you there for yeah, sure. Just jump the fence. Ricky Stenhouse's dad did it one time. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy that's on the damn TV with security guards chasing me around the damn end. Yeah. You can, well, you whatever can, you're doing, you better be holding a beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get by them. You know, just, just yeah, rush I'll down try. In there. But uh, no, the that Lynn and Eddie and Leonard Wood, you know, Glenn. Unfortunately, the 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 owner of the team passed away last year. But that team is very family oriented, a lot of history, so it works 
well for me. You know, I love racing and I love the history of the sport. So I can talk to them guys all day long about, you know, what happened in the 1960s. And, I, and, and they, they get to tell me all the stories because they were there. You know, I bet they have so many race stories. Yeah, there's just no, there's no fabrication in their stories. It's all there. It's all real. So I, uh, I really like, really enjoy being with them, and it's a, it's a cool team to be a part of. And hopefully, uh, 2020 has uh, great success for, for them and for everybody involved. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of 2020, um, you know, man, y'all, it, it feels like. And even going back to y'all's success with Ryan, I mean, y'all have been y'all have been close to winning races, to to being in the playoffs, and um, a lot of the people on Twitter are just wondering what is uh, what needs to happen for y'all to take that next step to be competitive week in and week out, and you know, be a playoff team. Yeah, um, like so. This is my second year with the team, so I was mm-hmm. uh, car chiefing the Xfinity car at Penske uh, while Ryan was running the car. So this is my second year. I, I think, you know, you just gotta, uh, you know, maximize stage points. You gotta capitalize on all the opportunities. You gotta, you know, no DNFs. You just kind of got to run your own race. But, you know, last year I saw a lot of teams capitalize on say stage points and, and they're very important. And we didn't do that great of a job that aspect of it i don't think and you saw a lot of teams that did capitalize on stage points and you know moved their way up into the top 12 in points at the end of the year just by you know taking a little risk here and there but you know our crew chief greg Irwin does an awesome job calling races and you know sometimes it just doesn't work out for you you know you you know it you can't just take chances just to say you took chances. So, you know, I think, I think we just need to, you know, have a good year, go out there, best of our abilities. And, uh, I think, you know, I don't ever look at points, you know, Matt Kenseth always told me if you race 100% and you do the best you can with what you got, the points will take care of themselves in the end. So if we do what we need to do, It'll all work itself out. So you said you've been into, you know, the highest level of stock car racing for 21 years now. I was just curious, um, how did you get your first foot in the door, man? And who did you look for, you know, to, to lead you along the way and for guidance as you were trying to uh, to make it in this, this sport? Yeah, like I alluded to earlier, I, I grew up in racing. My dad owns body shops in Pennsylvania. It's just you're always, always racing. Uh, you didn't, I played baseball and football and all that, but, you know, racing always took a presence over all that, you know, and, uh, I graduated high school at 17 years old. Um, I have two older brothers. Um, so I kind of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, they're in the family business, you know, and you got a lot of family members in the business. So I, I figured I'd do something else. What would I want? What would I want to do? I want to work on race cars, you know? So I moved, I graduated, I think in August and I was in North Carolina at the end of August already, um, at 17 years old. So my cousin lived down here. 
so I lived with him for a while and I went to uh Bobby Isaac Motorsports Technology School, which was in Hickory, North Carolina. It was just a you know, like a community college kind of thing, but you were hands on working on race cars and it built your resume because the instructors were guys that were in racing at the time. So okay. so it was you didn't learn a ton, but you built a resume because I didn't know anybody down here. I didn't know anybody in racing. So I was just taking a chance. But you got to build your resume because of your instructors. People knew who they were. They so didn't if know you got a good, if you did good in that school and got a good, you know, work from your instructors, that went a long ways. I'm saying, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, and it did because, like, heck, I didn't. Nobody knew me, and nobody really cares if you worked on your dad's race cars at home, because you know anybody can say that. But right. um, yeah, just you know, went to that school. It was like a four month school, and I drove from South Charlotte to Hickory twice a day, and it was like an hour and fifteen minute drive. I would drive wow. up. I would drive up, go to my class in the morning drive all the way back and then drive all the way back again at How did you afford gas? Oh man, it was terrible. <laughs> like, but you know, a, a lot of help from my family, you know, like right. that's, that's the thing, you know, I, I had a, I had some good help. You know, my family's helped me with rent and my family helped me with gas obviously. And, uh, but throughout all that, you know, if you look back on it, it was worth, it was worth all the driving and all the hassle, but, oh, uh, yeah, I'd say so. you know, I did that course and I was done with it and it was like Thanksgiving time. I'd say I started making resumes. I have never made a resume in my life. So <laughs> I, I get this resume done and I'm like, all right, what do you do now? They go to these shops and you hand out these resumes. So I print out 200 of these things. Right. So the printer's just shooting out and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hand these to all these people and it's going to be so easy. Um, it wasn't easy. Was it? It was not. I, I think I went through all 200 of them and never got a phone call, never got anything. So, you know, I was getting to the point where I was just going to call it quits. It was very close. That's gotta be discouraging, man, to, to do 200 applications and not even get one single phone call. It was it was pretty sad because you kind of like you set your sights on something and you want it so bad and it it's just not that easy, right? Right. I went to um, dinner with my cousin that I lived with at the time, and he worked for NASCAR Images, was a production company um, in Charlotte. So he knew a lot of people, and we went to dinner with a, a, a female friend of his. And I'm just kind of like moping around at dinner because I'm like, I'm going to move <laughs> home. I'm going to move back to Pennsylvania. I'm going to scuff body parts and I'm going to paint and I'm going to have bad knees and I'm going to work gonna on it. That's going to be it. This is it. Good try. But uh, this lady, and she's she's kind of prominent in the sport as in the PR. Can you area. say her name? Uh, yeah. And her name's Tracy. It's, I know that. Okay. But. uh she scolded me at the dinner table in front of everybody about what about 
not so not being like uh aggressive enough to try to find a job because all i would do is hand these resumes to these people at the front desk and i'd leave and she's like she wanted you to camp outside right right (laughs) and and she said you know maybe if you didn't just sit at home in your apartment playing nascar 2000 (laughs) all the time on the computer and get your ass down to these shops when they open at six thirty in the morning, maybe you'd get a job. I'm like, so if it wasn't from her, you would not be where you are right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she yelled at me and I was like, I went home that night and I was like, I just got yelled at by a grown woman. You know? <laughs> so what did I do? I went to innovative motorsports, which is right behind the speedway in Charlotte. And I took my resumes and I, six o'clock in the morning in an empty parking lot, waited for those lights to flick on. And I went right to that front door. The first day, the general manager, crew chief, opened the door. Hey, you know, chit-chatted, took took my resume. All right, that was it. So I'm like, well, this is the same as what I've been doing. The next day. But you were there at six o'clock. Right, the next day, six o'clock in the morning. Lights flicked on, same guy. This time, he invited me right into his office. And that was the day I was leaving to come home to Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, Mike Grichy, who was the crew chief of that team, invited me into uh, his office and uh, offered me a job. Um, just, wow. you know, that's how quick that's how quick it happened. You just went from handing out resumes to be there two days in a row and I got an entry level so job. Yeah. You were about to cry all the way home driving oh, back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now yeah. you're working for NASCAR. Just like either, that. either cry or drive like 120 <laughs> miles an hour. Just <laughs> digging. Up. I'm going to show these guys. Yeah. Well, just I'm glad dig. a grown woman yelled at you. Oh yeah. I tell you what she, you know, and, and I've already, and I've told her that before. Cause I, you know, I see her once in a while, but she just calls me cause, Cause I was, you know, cause, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, that, man. that's what started it all. And I, and you know, I didn't make a lot of money, but, but you got in and, and racing was really growing in 2000 or 1999, 2000, it was booming. So just to get your foot in that door, even if you're getting paid pennies, you're still in it. Right. Yeah. Everybody has to get their foot in somehow. I don't care if you're Dale Earnhardt, you got to get your foot in somehow. And that's what you did. Yep. Yeah, and you gotta be—you just gotta be in it, you know. And 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 once you're in it, you gotta learn from everybody that's in it, and 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 persevere through it. Like if you just go, oh, well, I'm in it, okay, but you can't. Yeah, you, you gotta, can't get complacent. Is what you're saying? Nope. And I, I tell you, I I went I went to ATM machines, and I've had negative money in my bank account back then. It was hard, you know, like to balance what you need and what you don't. You were make, weren't making a lot of money, but you had you were surrounded by enough people that you learn so much in those years that you just apply them everywhere you go. You apply more, so you know you just gotta watch and learn, watch and learn, and and take the next step. I mean, that is an awesome story. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. You just got to listen, listen to women, right? That's what we got to do. Oh, That's trust me. Point. I know that. I know that. 
moral of the story no <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a it's a cool story it's a you know and obviously i had to do the things i had to do to get to where i am you know but but that was a good lead up to it and uh you know just don't give up you know and i and i almost did so here we are all right that's crazy you need to thank that woman every time i know you said you see every once in a while but she changed the course of your life oh yeah yep yep well we're glad you definitely didn't give up well before before we let you go we all met through iRacing and this is just me personally i was just wondering uh did did, are you recent did you just get like into iRacing Uh, and how did how did you get into that yeah um it was probably i've always had eye racing i never had a rig i just kind of put it on a desk and you know my cousin work my cousin joe works for uh (laughs) casey kane racing on the sprint Uh car side so he's never home and uh (laughs) he sold me all of his stuff yeah and um yeah that they they unveiled the chili bowl like two years ago and i've always gone to the chili bowl and i was like well i gotta get eye racing just to race the chili bowl and i suck at it but (laughs) but so that's how I got into it um, the last yeah. couple of months. JR, he sent me a picture of his rig. What What was it, a month ago, Brent? Yeah. And yep. his TV was 75 yards away from his steering wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I had just... no idea how the hell he could even see the TV. When he was, I was like, dude, move the TV closer to your wheel and you might go to his car. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing that picture. <laughs> and he said he did that. He made some adjustments. And I don't know if it's helped you or not, but. It couldn't have hurt, Brent. I mean, it, it's helped the racing part. It hasn't helped the luck part. I have <laughs> the worst, the worst luck. But uh, no, I met. Um, that's how I met Brandon. Yeah. Uh, um, through Chad, Chad Frankenfield and his his series that he has, and I've been doing a lot of things with with them, advertising and you know things like things like that. Um, I've met so many people. I met uh, Tate Lytle. He's from out west. I brought him to the race in Phoenix. So I've met, I've met Brandon. I've met Chad. I, you know, I've met a lot of people, and I've I've talked to a lot of people through messaging and things like that. So yeah. it's a cool little group outside of my normal realm of racing. And uh, yeah, I've met. It's a good picture. Yeah, and I've met a lot of people from the iRacing company. Steve Myers and you know all those guys and have become you know mutual friends with those people and you know you kind of get a bat behind the scenes look at what they do and and how they do things it's, it's just it's pretty neat it's another community it's another outlet to, uh, I call it networking you know you never can meet too many people you know the more people you know the better off you are so right um I I'm, I think it's fun you know, like I said, I, I'm not the best at it, but it's still something to do to, to pass the time and have fun. You know, it's yeah. But uh, I'm never gonna race a real race car. Let's just get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I racing is the closest I'm ever gonna <laughs> get to you know being behind a wheel and competing in a, in a racing league. But Steve Myers had some great news today. Coca Cola sponsoring the uh, the new iRacing Pro Series. So that's that's really big for iRacing. Yeah, I mean they. You know they do they do a great job. It's a great platform. Um, you know, 
different strokes for different folks. Some people promote it. Some people dislike that they get so much press and, you know, you know, and I understand both sides of it from the real racing world to the I racing world. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like France. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't really want to, I don't really want to vote for yes or no. Cause I, cause I feel both sides of the stories, like yeah. from the, from the, from the real racer to the I racer. Um, but it's, it's the route that, everything's going right now. So you gotta, you gotta run with it when it's, when it's hot. So that's right. But uh, well, yeah, I'm, I've raced real race cars, modifieds. And I don't even want to talk about modifieds. You got me in that car of yours at the shop <laughs> the other day. And my back's hurt ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just think you could be in one of those all the time. Nah, couldn't, couldn't do it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit different characteristics from a real car to the uh to the i racing part of it but uh maybe i'll get better i just suck right now so we'll just leave it at that brent, i'm right there with you brent don't worry i'm and, um I, I i race at it as they would say yeah yeah <laughs> you know i like the new uh the new deal they came out with the other day where you can race the computer right yeah so you're gonna go ahead and start you up an off offline regular season with the ai's and I, I I ran it today when I got home for like two minutes, and then I flipped down the back stretch of Daytona, and <laughs> but nobody bitched at the me. power button. Yeah, nobody bitched at me or nothing. So I just hit the power button, and I was done. <laughs> he said he's really good friends with the power button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my reset button. But uh, you know, like I said, it's it's fun, and I've met a lot of cool people through it. So, and and I and I'm promoting my my side business with it. And, you know, I just, I don't have enough money to sponsor real race cars, but if I can sponsor, (laughs) you know, people, you know, whether it's $10, $20, something like that, just to, just to help them do something they enjoy. Well, you got one of your drivers right here. So he, he, he better get it that uh, days gone by car in victory lane. this year, Right. Trust me. Yeah. yeah, I almost had that thing last night. (laughs) I was I was shaking so damn bad. Good. <laughs> hey, it looks good on track, but uh, yeah. But speaking of the chili bowl, what was the? Uh, didn't you run a chili bowl this year? Uh, I forgot who it was put on by. Uh, Brandon, uh, do you I, remember? Yeah, we were, I don't. it was uh, it was elite with uh, speed fifty one. But uh, oh, that's I right, that's right. Yeah, I didn't run it because you know. I just don't want to make a ass out of myself. So I watched, <laughs> I watched it. Um, it. It seemed like, you know, you thought you'd get maybe a bigger turnout, but uh, yeah. it was, uh, you know, that's a very challenging track in real life and on sim. So, you know, some people got a hold of it pretty quick and, and some people didn't, but it was, it's, it's cool to see, people that can go from like road courses, short tracks, dirt tracks, all different cars on sim and, and, and do well in all of them. I, that's what I think is pretty yeah. neat. I don't know how they do it. Cause it is such a huge difference between the, the variety of tracks they offer on there. Yeah, and I, you know, I, like I said, I, I found myself to be good at some and just, just terrible at others. So there's no happy medium for me. I think I'm just terrible at all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got wins. You got 
you got trophies. <laughs> I I got I got wrecked cars. So uh, <laughs> to each to each their own, I guess. That's well, right. Don't, don't let him lie, dude. He's only got one. Oh no 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 no! I'm not lying. You got you got two two uh, wins and uh and what well, um. I got two league wins. Two league wins. Yep. Uh, so I was about to lie to you. And I have the uh, I have the trophies over here beside me. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do they send you? Just like paper, paper trophies or I'm not imaginary gonna go trophies? De- I'm not going to go into detail, Brand. It's- Brand, I'm not going to let him lie to you. They didn't send him shit. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I, he I, does I, have a nice plant. <laughs> I can do donuts on the front straightaway and take screenshots of them too. You know, look, look, look everybody they're, in the one. they're in the record book. <laughs> we'll, we'll find the record books wherever they're at. Contact Chad. He's got it. All right. Yeah. 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 He yeah. did win a race at Texas, but do you know the story on his race win at Texas? <laughs> I do, do we not. need to go into the story? Yeah. It's story time here on uh, the hot lap. He's running 16th all race. I'm running 17th. He stays. He's, we have a late race caution. He says, I think I'm going to stay out. And I said, you're crazy. He restarts third. The first two wreck each, each other, wreck the whole entire field. And that was before the green-white checkered rule. So Brandon wins the race, stays out, runs 16th all race. But it was awesome. We were all happy about it anyways. We celebrated. Oh, nice. Hey, you better, be, better to be lucky than good, man. It's, That's right. If you look That's back right. at uh, 2012 – we won at Talladega with Matt Kenseth. It was a pink Ford EcoBoost car. The whole field wrecked behind us on the Is last Is that lap. the race where Tony Stewart blocked Michael Walters yes. and turns? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I, I mean, do remember that. I mean, we rolled down the front straightaway, and we're the only car left. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. Well, that's, it, don't, it don't matter how you get that checkered flag. That's you gotta, right. You got to be there. You got to capitalize, and you got to be there, you know, at the end, you know. Right. Doesn't matter how you're up there, but you you just got to be there. Well, man, I don't want to keep you keep you long, but I really do appreciate you coming on here, man. This is our first guest on the podcast, and and I definitely thankful that you took the time out of your day to do it because I know you got some great racing stories. But uh, maybe I'll see you at Daytona in a couple of weeks uh, if if uh, you have the time. But I'm gonna send it to Jr. Man and. Well, hopefully, we'll hopefully you'll come back. We we didn't annoy you too bad. Oh no! Hey, when we uh, how about this? When we do take a checkered flag this year, we'll come back in and talk about it a little bit. All right, we're gonna hold you to that. Problem. You got it. You got it on tape. So, All right, uh, yeah. I'd be happy to help you guys out however you can. Just uh, hit me up, and we're available whenever. Just not Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, or Sundays. <laughs> For uh, <laughs> ten months out of the year, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got the schedule. You 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 know where I'm working, so that's right. <laughs> You'll know where I'll be. Well, Brent, we really appreciate it, man, being our first guest, and uh, this will be a memorable podcast. But um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's all for us. Hopefully, you will join us back. Hopefully, you'll get that checkered flag in two weeks in Daytona, and uh, that'll be a real special episode. Um, we're uh, we're we're ready. We're uh, we got all. You know, our bullets are loaded and we're ready to go down there and, and compete. Um, you know, we have great partners with Ford. We have a lot of, you know, good drivers and teams that we hope to work with during the race. And uh, hopefully we can all get to the end and, and have a shot to uh, take that checkered flag and get ourselves another ring. All right. Well, awesome, Brent. Well, 
Appreciate you coming on, and uh, me and Brandon, we're, I guess this is the tradition, because last week we signed it off like this, so we're going to get us a beer. I'm drinking Bud Light already. I ain't going to lie, <laughs> I got a cup of coffee right now. You know, wow. and, I, I'm a, and, I'm a, and I'm a social drinker. I didn't get those genes through my family, so <laughs> I'll just go up and have a, uh, a, a bottle of water, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate it, man. All right, man, thank you.